Welcome to Launchpad, the unique radio show and podcast that celebrates new book releases and the authors that created them. Now, let's take off with your host, Grace Salmon. Welcome to Launchpad. On behalf of your host, myself, Grace Salmon, and Mary Helen Sheriff, an author marketing coach, we are so glad that you have joined us for episode 12 of Launchpad. Today, we're featuring a very special array of She Writes Press authors. Two of them are having technical difficulties, which is very <laughs> unfortunate. So we hope that they will join us throughout our broadcast. If you are joining us, this is being broadcast live, but it is taped for further um, production on Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. So if you are with us, please feel free to leave comments in the chat, ask questions of our authors, because we are so glad to have everybody here on Launchpad. Today, we're featuring Tooney Degnan, Cynthia James, who hopefully will join us soon, Susan Wands, and Anastasia Zadak. So join me in welcoming each of my guests, and we're going to just jump right in and hope the other uh, guests can join us. Today, we're going to be talking about some really important topics. We're going to be talking about memoir and mystery. We're going to be talking about memories. We're going to be talking about historical characters, reimagined, series of books, and all of the things that we love in our avocation, dancing, singing, acting, so many different parts of who make us all creatives in this world. So I want to start. It looks like Anastasia is going to be able to join us. So I'm going to start first with Susan. Tell us about your book, Magician and Fool. Well, Magician and Fool is the story of Pamela Coleman-Smith. She was a seer and an empath who was hired by a cult to design a tarot deck. And she discovers during the course of designing these cards that she has to summon the help of her muses, the magician and the fool. But unfortunately, there's a nemesis, Aleister Crowley, who is also known as the wickedest man of the world, who decides he doesn't want her to create those. So he issues a threat either stop creating the tarot cards or he'll, he'll harm her muses. So this series is actually The War of Magicians, and it's the first in a series of books that follows Pamela's path as she creates what would actually become the world's most popular tarot deck. This is amazing to me that you're going to have 11 books in a series. It's historical fiction. And I'm going to get back to you in a minute. But then I want to switch very quickly to Tuni Degnan and tell us about your memoir, beautiful title, Underwater Daughter, um, mm. with such incredible backstory. Tell us about your book. Thank you, Grace. And thank you for having us on today. I um I agree with you. I love the title of the book, Underwater Daughter. I think it flows quite beautifully. The story is a memoir. It's my story, and it's a tough one. Um, I had a bit of trauma in my childhood, and um, I was able to move through that because of... Um, are you guys hearing this? Or? I can, but I'm sorry. If Anastasia could do it until she the chat. Let me see if I can remove her from the studio there. Okay. There so, uh, I feel really badly for Anastasia. We'll try her back. In I, um, I want to make sure everybody hears your story. Yes, thank you. So I was also training very young as a ballet dancer and in theater and 
unbeknownst to me, it really became a tool for me to uh, navigate a lot of challenges as a young girl. Uh, I had a beautiful professional career as a dancer in Chicago and New York, and um, eventually became a mama of five kids, married, and it was actually an accident that occurred about five years ago. I was 55, and it took all of my ability to move off the table. And having never been a writer, it was practically the only thing I could do to sort of find out uh, how to move forward. And it grew into a memoir. And what a memoir it is. And I think Anastasia has joined us now. Can Are we good? Can we hear Anastasia? I think, can you hear me? We can. So welcome. Okay. Sorry, welcome. I'm trying every room in the house. <laughs> All right. We're, we're glad you're with us and we're glad you're settled. And uh, we're glad that we have people who have joined us. Please feel free to join in in the comments. Anastasia, we're just at the point where we're asking people to tell us about their books. And yours is called Blurred. It is. Um, so Blurred Fates is, it was called A Hypnotic Page Turner by Kirkus. It's basically the story of a woman whose seemingly perfect life unravels when her husband confesses um, that he has uh, committed an act of infidelity. And at the same, about the same time, her older brother reappears. And these two events bring up all kinds of memories that she's buried for decades and secrets that she's hidden from absolutely everyone. Um, when I first started writing it, I intended for it to be women's fiction dealing with trauma recovery and facing family legacy. And I was actually surprised when I sent it out to my art readers, they came back to me saying that it was a psychological thriller. And I knew there were elements of suspense in the book, but it had not occurred to me that it was, um, that it would be seen that way. And so I had to sort of like switch my marketing around a little bit, but, um, yeah, so it's it's about um, it's really about mental health and um, just how the things that we don't talk about can end up trapping us into behaviors that we wish we were not displaying, um, and that often it's healthier to um, reveal the, those things and that enables you to heal from them. So. Well, when I was uh, reading about your book, I was thinking how much Tooney would resonate with some of your pieces as well. Um, let's go back to Susan for a moment. It, we're on this theme at the moment of threat, and it sounds like your character has quite a lot of threats as well. So um, tell us a little bit more about your book, Magician and Fool. Well, the reason I was so drawn to the protagonist, Pamela Coleman-Smith, is that she had everything working against her. She was in a Victorian society of men who got to decide how to advance your career, if you could even be in the possibilities. And the real life Pamela was relentless about how she created her art. She did tarot cards and fine art and wallpaper and staged plays. And the thing that really drew me to her is that she just kept going. And she has inspired generations, especially of women, because her name wasn't even on the tarot cards for a hundred years, that eventually your art, like your children, will survive. The legacy, I mean, I love the fact that we're all talking about legacy and, and how we put our things out in the world against great obstacles. And so I, I'm just very chuffed 
to hear your other writing because it's just so inspirational to think we're all learning from each other. Mm -hmm. And you're on with She Writes Press with Brooke Warner's Press. And mm -hmm. let's figure out how each of you got there. Anastasia, let's start with you. So I had heard Brooke speak at a, um, there's an organization here in San Diego called the San Diego Memoir Writers Association. It's now actually called the International um, Memoir Writers Association. Mm -hmm. But uh, several years ago, I heard Brooke speak. I would say that it had been around for a couple of years, maybe at that point. She writes just celebrated their 10 year anniversary this past year. So um, this would have probably been like eight years ago. And um, I thought it was a really cool model. I. Um, I this book has had kind of a strange history in that it lived in a drawer for a number of years before I pulled it back out. And it was shortly after I heard Brooke speak that I put it in the drawer. And so I ended up writing a second book and um, and I was trying to figure out what to do with the first book. Should I bring it back out? Should I like and in the end, I decided um, that it was better off trying to get it out into the world than having it sit in a drawer. And so I sent it to Brooke um, and uh, was accepted and it kind of went from there. So um, I think, you know, for me, the and I think there's, I'm not alone in this, that I'm, I'm approaching 60. I'm in my 60th trip around the sun right now. And there's a part of me that just traditional publishing, it, it, it takes a really long time um, to get, not just to find the agent, but then the agent has to send your book out on submission. And all of those things can take years. Um, so I just don't have that kind of time. And I don't want to spend my time doing that. So I love that part of our journey. Um, I turned 70 this year, so I um, resonate with that very much. Tooney, how did you find She Writes Press for your important memoir, Underwater Daughters? Well, thank you. I, like I said, um, I began the writing when I was 55, and it butted up against COVID. And I was able to land in a writing circle and it was my writing coach after she was really the first one that saw my writing. And she said, you know, I think that you could publish your writing. And she introduced the name Brooke Warner to me. And about a year after that, I submitted and got a yes. It was amazing. So I've been learning as I've, I've been going because I really knew nothing about the industry at all. You know, just as a slight side plug for that, I had written uh, three books before I came out with my novel and totally different experience. So Mary Helen mm -hmm. Jarif, who is on with us today and my uh, co-sponsor of this program, if you will, we've just come out with a series of three books for exactly that reason, Tooney, that how little many of us know going into this part of the process. Mm -hmm. And we named it after Launchpad, so I'm so excited. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Susan, mm -hmm. tell us again about um, Magician and Fool and how you found its way and it found its way to She Writes Press. Well, when I first put out Magician and Fool in 2016, I made every mistake there was to make. <laughs> so yeah. I went with an English press that basically just listed it on a website and called it a day. And mm -hmm. I had pitched my second book in the series, High Priestess and Empress, to She Writes. And they backed up and said, wait, 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 what's with the first book? And I went, yeah, it's, yeah, well, and they went, okay, let's talk about a series. You have to really launch the first book well. And thank goodness Brooks said that because oh, the world has changed so much since 2016. Mm. I had to deeply rewrite it, get a sensitivity reader, understand how to write the first book in a series. 
So I had some schooling to do. And um, I was also given a terrific editor at She Writes, Shannon Green. And she she's good. She really helped me understand how much of editing I needed to do to write the first book in a series. And I'm so grateful I found them. I'm so grateful that they wanted to take on a series. Um, and I'm really willing to work very hard to bring this hybrid model up because they're fabulous. Yeah. I love the hybrid model because I think they do, they do all of the, that you, first of all, you learn along the way, they teach you along the way, but also they do all the things that I don't know how to do. I'm not a cover designer. I'm not an interior designer. I wouldn't have the first way to know what to do about distribution, but all of those things are coming from them as a publisher. And as a publisher, I think they're also becoming more and more established in the industry as, um, in terms of the quality of the pr product that they're putting out there, which is great. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So Susan has referenced that she's writing a series, 11 books in her series. I, I'm totally impressed. Wow. Um, <laughs> and I, I want to hear more about that. But uh, Tuna, you Anastasia. Do you have more books in you? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, so let's start. Yes. Well, first, I want to. I just want to jump on the whole copy editing thing through She Writes too, because that was an amazing experience for me. I had such an amazing copy editor, Jody Fodor, and it was almost as good as the whole writing process, the relationship that we built, the back and forth, the the collaboration. I couldn't have been better taken care of. So I just want to say that. And and I credit She Writes for giving me that opportunity. Um, you just asked me about another book. About another book. book. So thank you, Anastasia. <laughs> thank you. I am about 20,000 words into a novel and it is not my life. And boy, am I loving writing it. So it's a, a big difference to have the freedom of creating characters and and it's it's not pulling on my heart at all it's it's just like a pure joy to to be able to do whatever i want with these characters let's let you know listen to them tell me what their names are what their oh, backstories are like it's just an it's an incredible experience i'm really excited by oh, it I'm so i'm so glad but i'm really super glad that Cynthia gets to join us. Hello, Cynthia. I'm so sorry, everybody. I, I had a client in crisis and I couldn't get her off. Okay. What well, are we're excited to have you. Welcome. We'll talk about you in just a moment. We were mid-question letting uh, Tuni finish up. And Anastasia, another book. Do you have one? I, I do. Um, it's actually coming out on in May 2024. Um, it's, it is currently, it is being retitled, but the um, working title was Capture the Light. And it's about a couple that meet and fall in love in an inpatient psychiatric hospital and escape on a cross-country journey. And they, um, they are young adults. And so because they checked themselves in, they were both um, post-suicide attempt, checked themselves into the facility. They are allowed to check themselves out at any time, but they're clearly not safe. And authorities won't do anything to help their parents find them. So their mothers decide to try to find their kids. So it's a kind of dual cross-country journey um, narrative of the young people crossing from New York to Yosemite and then the moms trying to find them. Oh, road trip. Yeah, road trip. <laughs> so um, I want to take a moment and welcome Cynthia. I'm so happy that you are with us. You have written an important book of Does My Voice Matter? 
Um, mm. And we have been talking about that in very different ways, um, both with uh, Tooney's memoir, but also with uh, Susan's historical fiction and with Anastasia's fiction as well. So take a moment and welcome yourself to the Storyteller Microphone. Tell us about your book. Oh, well, first of all, thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be here. So the book is 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 memoir-esque. It's not total memoir. It it chronicles my second seven decades of life on this planet and the lessons that I've learned and how culture was affecting my decisions and my choices and inviting the reader into stepping into their full power and bring their voices to the planet, whether it's writing, speaking, singing, dancing, painting, dressing, that the voice isn't just about the larynx, it's about your full expression. And mm -hmm. so I give tools throughout the book in every chapter, and then I summarize them at the end so that people can really use the tools that I've used, you know, to just start to stand in their own energetic power. Mm -hmm. Wonderful. And I, I want to leap from there. I also want to thank Mary uh, Michelle Ann Waite to be with us, Mary Helen Sheriff. Um, I saw that Angela Anderson is with us as well. So again, welcome to each of our viewers and leave questions or comments for us. We'd love to answer them. Each of you have a very creative side. And I'd like to talk to each of you about being a creative. And I want to start with Susan. You come out of a long background of acting and now you're writing. So talk to us about that process. Well, about 30 years was my stage career where I made a pretty good living. But as I got older, the roles just weren't happening in a way that I felt was the best use of my time. And I've always written. I adapted plays while I was going to the University of Washington in Seattle. Uh, when I was at the Oregon Shakespeare Festival, I did things for their Black Box series. And then I belonged to this funky little troupe in New York City called the Rumble in the Red Room, where every Monday we wrote these sketches and skits and things. And some of them were ripped off by Saturday Night Live, but that's another thing. <laughs> it was really great to be part of a group. And it really set discipline. And I love being able to say my own words. After a lifetime of mostly works by men, directed by men, attended plays by women, it was really refreshing to say, I found this really interesting woman protagonist and she's made a difference in the world and I really want to bring her out. So that part to me is thrilling after a lifetime of being an interpreter of other works and stories to actually get to build my own world. That's been just thrilling. Oh, I love that. Tooney, you were a dancer until your accident. So now you're a tennis player. Talk about that <laughs> creative process, if you will. What well, Thank you, Grace. Susan, I so relate to that because of having performed everyone else's choreography. When I finally opened my own dance studio and had my own pre-professional dance company and to see my choreography on these beautiful dancers broke my heart open. Um, the creative process for me was the way that I moved through the world and didn't deal with my past. So it was everything. My creative expression was my identity and it was my salvation. And um, now moving that into words on the page, it's become a, a more succinct, concise, expression of really who I am because the the dance life was it was 
basically me hiding and keeping my voice quiet. So I do think that there's this thread with the four of us because like Cynthia, I watched your TED talk and it's like, yes, stand in your feet and shout it out. And it's never too late to own something that maybe you didn't think you had. And so I love all the messages I'm hearing from all of you. And that's beautiful. Yeah. I, I, I love Launchpad. I, I have a great time. I, I just enjoy every single thing about it. So I want to thank everybody who's listening and everybody who's on the show. And Nastasha, you know, you do oral spoken word in, I wrote it down, not dusty bars, quiet bars, dark bars, talk, talk <laughs> in bars. In bars. Yeah. So um, about, um, I guess I started in 2015. Um, my, my dad died and I delivered his eulogy. And it was the first time that I'd stood up in front of a crowd. And it was interesting to me because the way I looked at it is I was telling my dad's life story. Um, and very concise, obviously, because I couldn't tell the whole story. But and I, when I got back to San Diego, I learned about this group called um, So Say We All. And they basically are a storytelling organization, nonprofit, that helps people tell their stories and tell them better. And it's all volunteer based. Um, and we have co writing coaches and performance coaches. And every month you write to a, a prompt. So it's very quick. And you have to about two weeks to work with the other writers that are selected. You're selected through a juried, um, blind jury of readers, and they select seven stories. You work with the other writers, you work with a performance coach and a writing coach. And at the end of the month, you perform the story in a bar filled with 250 people. And some of whom now I know, but the very first time I did it, I didn't know anyone. And it was, um, it, it's a, it's been a really great, um, per, from a performance standpoint, it's given me a lot of confidence to be able to stand up in front of a crowd and tell some of the most personal stories of my life. And it's also been really great from a writing standpoint because you learn to write um, in, in three weeks, you're turning around a piece. So it's, and it's short, it's only about five pages. So you have to learn to be very concise in your word choice and the difference between writing for someone to read something and writing for someone to listen to something. So it's taught me a lot about all of that um, and how to give people a beginning, middle, end in a really short period of time, mm -hmm. which has helped me with my novel writing quite a bit. I bet that's fabulous as well. I think we need to take notes on that. And we are almost out of time, but I want to go to Cynthia. You um, are an amazing vocalist. So talk a little bit about your other part of being creative and how you actually do tie that to your work and your life message. Thank you. So um, like Susan, I was an actress. I was the first Lexi on Days of Our Lives. I did a lot of television and and um, theater, which I loved. I also was an opening act for Jay Leno and different people at Harris and um and and then sort of Susan, like Susan, it's sort of, it's things started to just not work or be in sync or whatever. And I I started going down this this self development path. Path. I got a um, master's degree in spiritual psychology and stuff. And I kind of put my artistry aside, but it kept coming back because every time I would speak, people would ask me to sing. And so it it now when I speak, I speak and I sing. And my um, I've done. Um, my eighth album came out in 2022, just before my book, actually. And um, we got in the first round of Grammy uh, um, 
um, voting. We didn't make it past that, but it was good. And I just got, um, I'm in the semifinals for songwriting for international um, songwriters for one of my songs from the album. And, um, you know, singing and acting and speaking are the ways in which I get to um, dance in the universe. <laughs> what a wonderful way to bring all of that together, Cynthia. Our time unbelievably is up. I'm going to invite each of our authors from She Writes Press to hold up your book. Uh, Tuni Dagen, Underwater Daughter, if you have a copy of your book, absolutely beautiful. Cynthia James with um, Does My Voice Matter? Anastasia Zadek <laughs> with Blurred Fates. And Susan with Magician and Fool. Thank you for being with us here at the launch pad. I hope those of you who are watching has fallen in love with your next author and added to your TBR pile. Take care, everybody. Thank you. This episode is copyrighted by Grace Salmon and Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Thank you for visiting with us on Launchpad. <laughs>